Y'all listening to that 20 by 20 podcast, the best of wrestling, the best of hip-hop. Check it out. Boom. This is the 20 by 20 podcast. Shout out to the nation of domination. Yeah. In these potted streets, but we doing our thing. Tell Coco beware, bringing them birds to the ring. Attitude error, WWF on the leather. It's that 2020 podcast. I go rare your shorty with a frog splash. She look like Sunny, but she Puerto Rican. I came through like the repo man creeping. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody once again. This is a new episode of the 20 by 20 podcast. We are your host, Nathan McFly with Shabor B-I-N-G Bing, you heard. Yes. Back after some technical difficulties, but we out here. Yes, yes, we are definitely out here. Um, yo, you know what's funny? Real quick, before we, you know, say our, our hellos and all that good stuff. Yo, somebody was asking me, he's like, yo, who's not? What what's N-O-T-T-S 2020 X20? I was like, oh, that's me. They're like, but your name's Nathan. I was like, yeah, but my name is not. And they're like, are they're like, are you changing character? They had character change. Season three character change. Yeah. They just like wait, wait, hold on. Niggas is like, wait, hold on. Wait, you turn heel? Are you going face? What's going on here? This nigga say you turn heel. What the fuck? Yo. Oh shit. Yo. I'm like, nah, nah, nah. I was like, you know when yeah. I was like, you know when you know one nigga gets fired somewhere else and he goes to a, another company. It's like going from Diesel to Kevin Nash. Word, it's the same nigga. Just, you know? <laughs> it's me. I'm out here. This is a new name I'm sharing with you. Oh man, it's not even new. That that's what if I I was hearing all the episodes and it's like when everybody try to address me, they're like, you're no, not, but you're I- not. Hey, yo, not. I'm like, like, yo, not. Oh, my bad. I mean, Nathan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I was like, all right, why am I going to, why am I going to, you know, derive from that? Fuck it, you know? I was trying to use the government. It ain't work. That's it. You out here getting recognized, bro. That's what's up. (laughs) They know both your characters. They know your ECW and they know your (laughs) (laughs) They 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 know the Rigmaster and Steve Austin. Telling you, bro. They they know uh what was another one? I'm thinking of I'm trying to think of another oh they know fucking Haku and Ming. <laughs> <laughs> they know terrorizing and triple H. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> fucking they know Sean Waltman and the one two three kid. <laughs> Shit, Papa Shango and Kamal and Kama. Yeah. <laughs> it's lit. You can do like four more niggas with him, but yo, you know what I mean? word, right? <laughs> <Niggas> <laughs> <know what's up. laughs> yo, uh, they, yo, what about this? Wait, wait, wait. They know Ron Simmons and they know Farouk. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> 
word. <laughs> oh shit, that's good shit right there, bro. Oh man, but what's going on, bro? Uh, you know, out here, you know what I mean, in semi chilly Florida, working from home, smoking way too much weed on my lunch breaks. It's fucking ridiculous. Like my tolerance is crazy, my nigga. You know, it's not even funny. Wow. I might need to take it, and I might not be able to stand myself. So <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do. But you know, you know, just maintaining and being a daddy. My baby's growing. She turns one next month. I can't fucking believe it. Wow, one year yeah. flew by. Right, and just like here. the twenty three years of, of of smoking weed. <laughs> right. For real, like I look back and I was like, nigga, I was fourteen years old. God damn, they gonna be thirty eight this year. Jesus Christ. But yeah, bro. You know, that's it. Just chilling, maintaining, bro. Same old, same old. Staying out of trouble. Playing a lot of Xbox lately. My girl went and caught me all the games I like for Christmas. So, like, when I get any downtime or the baby's asleep, I duck out into the little side room that I got over here for myself. And I just go in, like, Madden 2K. Hey, I can't play 2K for my life. I suck. I get destroyed. I don't go fight. It'd be like 55 to 3, but I still like playing. Leave me alone. You know what I mean? <laughs> I cannot figure out the shooting. Yo, if anybody can figure out the shooting in 2K21, hit me up on Instagram at Bing35, which I'm about to change the handle back to Bing2020. But for right now, it's Bing35. If y'all know how to give me some magic, some uh, NBA 2K21 pointers, because I suck. Like, it's ridiculous <laughs> how bad I am. I'm so bad that it's. I say it and I laugh, and I'm like, wow, I'm really bad. I be playing with the Lakers, too, still getting blown out. This is ridiculous. <laughs> but in Madden, though, I'm going to keep it real. In Madden, I might. I might win a game. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I keep it close. Word, I keep it close. You're not going to scrub. No, nah, I can win. No, nah, I'm, I'm better. Much better than Madden, nigga. You're right. You know those, remember those Madden tournaments Jesus. and Prophets Crib? <laughs> oh, my God. Forget about it. <laughs> Yo, so hold up. You sent us something early in the group chat that I yes. did not know. Can yes. we talk about... All right. About the wimp. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let's just some, you know, some backstory on what we're doing right now. Well, earlier today, uh, WWE put out a tweet that WWE remembers the inspiring message of hope and equality put forth by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Hashtag MLK Day. Right now. A lot of people took towards this tweet, you know, like, yo, are these motherfuckers serious? Like, really? Really? You're really going to tweet MLK after everything that's happened and everything that's been coming out? For anybody that hasn't heard or even read, because there's a lot, a lot of shit out. Last week... We probably had like one of the darkest days in a long time, probably in the past 20 years, you know, since 9-11, you could say. I know there was a lot other days. I did just 9-11 is just the one that pops out to me right now. Like, you know, Yo, at the on, moment. Before before you go any further with your thought, hold that thought real quick. Yeah. I don't mean to cut you off, but I got to say something when it comes to that, bro. Let me, let me tell you something. 9-11 and what happened the other day are no fucking near close to the equivalency of the the effect that they're going to have on this country. People are still hurt. Oh, yeah, over definitely. 
This shit was white people going crazy. Let's keep it real, son. This was white people going crazy. Yes, you had a mix of other motherfuckers in there, but that shit was 98% Caucasians going nuts. Not the same thing. These niggas wild out because they lost an election, climbing up fucking walls like refugees, talking about build a wall. Look at this shit. These niggas climbing up walls. Like, it does not equate to, to, to September 11th, bro. September 11th, lives were taken purposely. Not the same thing at all. These niggas went in there. Yeah, some niggas had guns and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, somebody got killed and, and you know, a cop got killed. Yo, it's not the same thing, bro. Seven people dying is not the equivalent of whatever 300 or whatever victims it was for 9-11. Crazy number. Like, and I hear people equating it to that. And I'm just like, no. To me, it's not that. To me, it's more like... It's more like the effect of, like, the stock market crashing. Yeah. Or something like that. Like, we're not thousands of people, hundreds of people lost their lives. You know what I mean? It's a dark day in our country because it makes us look like shit that the people in this country do things like that over a lost election. But, like, all the other fucked up shit that's going on in the world, those same people would not lift a finger. They will point and say, well, this, because you didn't do this, or because you didn't do that, or because you didn't comply, or blah, 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 and all this shit, but they could lose their mind over a fucking election? Like, nah, son, it's not the same thing at all, bro. It's not, it's not the same thing. I, I feel you, like, the historical part of the cra- of the craziness of it, ha- something like that happening in our lifetime, yeah, I could agree with you on that, but on the scale of, like, pain or No, hurt, I'm not, no, see, uh, like, I'm Maybe just, like a black guy. Like I'm talking, I'm talking guy. about it because this, you know, like you said, I'm not talking about like lives lost and shit like that. It's right, just right. the magnitude of the situation. Right. You know right. what I'm yeah, saying? Like yeah, this, this could be, fun. this could probably be like a real, like change to the way. I, I, I don't. You know what? It probably won't even be a change. But this is probably the first time in a long time. That maybe there's one person out there that really thought differently, and after seeing this, they're just like, "Oh shit!" So these motherfuckers wasn't lying, right? You feel what I'm trying to say? Right. But- that yes, an idea was sparked. Somebody's eyes were at least one person woke up and was like, "What the fuck?" If that happened, then great. Then maybe that person can later on down the line, maybe not in our lifetime maybe in our kids' lifetimes, can be the person to actually change something that's going on in this country or whatever the case may be. But, like, there's no way that everyone saw that and everyone still feels the same way. There's no, no fucking way. There's no way. fucking way. They can't. Like, you cannot feel the same way. And if you do, you're just lying to yourself, bro. You're lying to yourself. Or you really just hate. And, I mean, if you really hate, that's one thing. Then, yeah, you know what? You can't argue with that because, you know, some people... And you, we've seen it. Some some people really just hate us because of how we look. You know, it don't matter what evidence to all this other bullshit there can be. Some people just don't give a fuck. And they're like, fuck you. You're a spick. You're a nigger. You're whatever the case may be. Like, So with that, you can't fight that shit. But like, anybody else with any type of common sense or intelligence has to look at this situation like, wow, we really fucked up here right now, bro. Shit needs to change. On some real shit. Definitely. Awesome. Definitely. So, all right, so back to what I was just saying, like with the tweet, right? Right. The tweet that WWE put out. Um, 
This man by the name Corey Erdman. Corey Erdman, yes. He put uh I'm guessing he made he made the gift file of all the contributions that Linda McMahon had made since 2016 towards uh it's a lot of stuff there, man, like the NRA, uh mostly everything tied in with Donald Trump. And there's an organization that she's the chairwoman of called America First. Right? Wow. Uh America First Policies. That just sounds redneckish. So I go. Let me see what the fuck America First Policy is. And it's not even the only the only uh dark and this this was quote unquote from CNBC News. This was the title of the the article. Pro Trump dark money groups organized the rally that led to the Delhi Capitol Hill riot. Dark money groups. So yeah. one of them, besides like, yeah. America Choice Pol- America First Policies, the other one was uh Woman Woman for America First. So basically, it sounds like they're just the same company. Right? Basically. All right. So I read about it. Let me just tell you a little about it. All right. I'm just going to read two sentences to you. First, America First Policies is a conservative organization created to promote the America First Policy agenda of the Donald Trump presidential campaign. Second sentence. The organization has courted controversy as one of its directors was forced to resign due to racist and inflammatory comments and another and another advisor was caught proclaiming support for the Nazis on video. Nice. Right? So I'm like, oh, damn, yo, these, these niggas is crazy. And then I'm like, oh, chairwoman, Linda McMahon. <laughs> I'm like, nah, it, it has to be. Enough. I go and, you know, when you just like the names in blue, the hyperlink, all you got to do is really like put the. Put the hand on the name and boom, her fucking face pops. I'm like, no, come on, bro. You gotta be fucking kidding. I was like, yo, this is like the reason why I'm laughing is because with all the shit going on in America right now, right, everything going on, and WWE just like basically, you know, putting, putting, yo, like. Putting a blind over us, like, yeah, but we have our truth as a champion. We have the Street Profits. We have New Day. We have the Hurt Business. You know, and I'm and I'm and I'm just talking about like the acts that I like. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, yo, this is fucking disgusting. Like, there's twenty million dollars within the last four years given to all these dirty ass companies. To NRA. fucking promote this dude. Yeah, nigga. Yeah, nigga. But I'm saying she's part of his cabinet, though. Not anymore. She she resigned from that. I was reading all on that. She resigned oh, from wow. that in, I think, 2018 or some shit like that. Wow. But it doesn't matter if she's head of a group that still promotes him and funds his sh- bullshit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know. I know. There's a lot of people out there that are already hip to all this shit, and this may not be new to people. But for me, I don't go deep diving into shit like this. Right. Not not that crazy, unless like it's right in front of me. 
I find it interesting, I go straight into it. You know what I'm saying? And maybe, and you know what? I'm not even going to say maybe, you know, that is my fault for not knowing that much. But this is what I got to say. Well, all the bullshit there, right? It's just so fucked up that us as wrestling fans, even if you were just a, a sports fan and your favorite sports team donated to Trump. Like, no, because there's teams like that as well. Right. You know, like, like that puts you like in the middle of shit. Like, damn, I really want to keep supporting my nigga. Just look at, look at, look look at the Clippers with the Donald Sterling situation. Like he was a known staunch Republican and donated to Republicans. And yet he is a owner of a team where 99% of the people that play for him are African-American. Yeah. This is like how many motherfuckers are like that in sports, Jerry Jones, Robert Kraft. You know what I mean? That you just you can just look at them, bro, and you you can tell, like, you know who his money's going to. And it just it, it just calls to the point of no matter how much shit is done on the ground level, shit gotta change in the executive level. Yep. For to become more fair, you know what I mean? Like, and I feel like a lot of players are realizing this now, especially in the NBA. And it's like they are calling for changes and things, and you see more black executives and things like that. But it's like, where's the ownership, bro? We need where's Diddy, son? Come buy some, go and buy a team. You, Jay Z, and fucking Master P, put your money together and cop a real, a legit. Squad, NBA, NFL, MLB, at fucking Major League Soccer, fucking hockey. I don't give a fuck. But as long as your faces are the ones up there, that is when people are going to be like, all right, for this, this, now shit is starting to change. Like, now there's some real some real movement going on at this level. Because at the end of the day, that, those niggas' money is not going to go into the Republican pocket. You know what I mean? And it's like, whether Republican but, or Democrat or not, matter. But when it comes to the sports <clears throat> team, ship and shit like that you know that they're most of those people are conservative they're older white people and a lot of them are mostly conservative people and their bread is gonna go towards the republican party so it doesn't surprise me that yeah but like as a pro wrestling fan right and liking these these acts of the hurt business uh street profits new day um keith lee you know, I, I'm just naming... I, I'm just going to name, to be honest, all the black and brown folks, bro. Sasha Banks. Um, Andrade. Garza. Big, Big, e. Big E. You know what I'm saying? Like, Apollo Crews. And I'm only naming the WWE talent. Like, I know, like, besides all this, we already know. AEW's already, already known for that shit. You know what I'm saying? People don't right. talk about it. People don't go fucking crazy about it. Let AEW put out a fucking tweet about Martin Luther King. They were like, oh, but yo, Tony, what happened to them fucking $2 million your, your, your pops gave Trump when he was first running for president? Yo, what, what about, about this? What about this dickhead fucking Chris Jericho giving in 40 cash? 40,000. Swagger, too. You know, Jack Swagger. And fucking, and Adam Page, too. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So then my thing is this, like, do those talent, should they, should they, like, suffer? 
because of all this shit? Or do we, like, is it right to even still support? Because at the end of the day, if we support that talent, we're supporting the company in whole. Right. So, like, where do we go from here? Like, you know, a lot of people say, yo, there's a whole bunch of different alternatives. With the, you know, with this pandemic, there really isn't anymore. You know what I'm saying? We're just starting to get, like, constantly, you know, the last couple of months, you know, ROH, um, Impact, of course, is still there. You know what I'm saying? You don't really hear anything about Impact. Um, MLW still is starting to come back little by little. But besides that, in the beginning, it was only AEW and WWE. Yep. You know? In America, like, and New Japan was running, but I know you're, talk, you're just talking about America. Like, not yeah, yeah. I mean, New, but New Japan wasn't running for a couple of months, bro. Right, right, you know right. what I'm saying? That's they didn't run for like I think five or six months. That's true. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, all right, all this has been out there. It's it's highlighted now because now you're hearing that that money helped support the 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 rally that Trump had in Washington before the before the riot. It's like, oh come on, man! Like you supported this nigga's go around shit. But then, like I said, man, like, do we just stop supporting the company in whole? Because if we stop supporting the company in whole, the people that we hold, you know, for certain fans hold dear to us or right. just are fans of, then you hurt in their pockets. Then you hurt in their right. means. Absolutely. Is that justifiable? It's it's not. But because at the end of the day, if you do that, if you look at it like that, right, bro, like, then how much how many how much sports are we going to stop watching? Let's let's be real, because it's not just WWE that does it. Because major league baseball owners, ML football owners, base of uh, basketball owners, like we already know that they do that shit. So it's like, are you gonna stop watching the NBA? Are you gonna stop watching the NFL? Are you gonna stop watching baseball too? Because you know their ownership leans one way, and the the people that you like to watch play lean another way. Like, for how many years has that shit been going on? It's just coming so much more to the forefront now that it's even in this type of a conversation. It's like, yo. I'm not gonna stop watching watching wrestling. I don't give a fuck who the McMahon's fuck with in their politics. That shit's none of my goddamn business. I don't give a fuck. Put out some product that I like. People make too much of a big deal of that. You should expect that. Like these are multi-billionaire people. Like people like that are gonna be Republican. It's just it's money, fucking money, money stays with money. Right. It's damn it's hand in hand. So it's like, yo, who cares? Fuck it. That's what they wanna be. That's what they that's the type of shit they are. No doubt. As long as they're not coming on TV talking none of that shit, I don't care. People take make take make too much of a deal about Jericho's donations, bro. He's not the only one that supports fucking Trump. He maybe he he does it in a way where he might not admit it, but he doesn't hide the fact that he leans Republican. Like there's other niggas that hide that shit. You think you think Stone Cold's a Democrat? Like I love Stone Cold Steve Austin, but he's a redneck from Texas. Like come on, son. Let's just start, like you think JBL is voting for fucking Biden? No. no, like come on, you know what the fuck? Like, like you think Trump? You know, you know, but Biden? you know what? You oh. know what kind of saved Austin though, bro? When somebody, you know, I think tweeted him about the Confederate flag, and they're like, yo, they, he had like the best reply about it, talking about like you know some of his friends that he's worked with, you know, see that flag and it it bothers them and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like I I I can't. I can't, you know, I like, yeah, you. yeah, I can't, I can't word okay. it word for word or whatever. But, you know, supposedly, you know, that, that was his, 
that was his, you know, whatever, like defending it, and then he kind of like, you know, roasted the dude for this shit. Right, all right, I seen that. Yeah, so it's like you know, like, it's just right. it's like it's like shit like that when he when he when he get vocal about it, then you're like, all right, cool, now nah, he's cool, you know, we we good with him, but. Like, you know, like, what I've been doing, like, even here on out, bro, is, like, for the ones that are about that shit, yo, my nigga, like, right. I, I, turn, I turn the channel. And to be honest, if you just think about this really quickly, imagine if everybody, as soon as Jericho comes on TV, turns the channel. Oof. You know what I'm saying? Like, just something that little will really make a fucking difference. Oh yeah. As soon as Jack as soon as Jack Swagger's on TV, change the channel. As soon as Elias comes on with that bird ass nigga, change the channel. I don't even want to say his name. You know what I'm saying? I I'm gonna keep it real. I change the channel when Jack Swagger comes on anyway, but you know, that's just my own personal view. <laughs> yeah. You're like like the yo, to be honest, the whole the whole shit with um with the Legends night. Yeah. Like I didn't watch a lot of it. Like I, I was, I was waiting on Keith Lee. You know what I'm saying? I was waiting on that match with him and Drew McIntyre. There was a couple of matches here and there, but I, I was, you know, I was back and forth, just waiting for other things to happen. But then, like you know, as soon as you hear, like you know, this this bird, another bird nigga. As soon as you hear him talk, you're like, ah, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's not even. That whole shit was trash. I'm gonna keep it real. He yeah. that. that Absolutely nothing for Drew McIntyre. Nothing Absolutely. at all. It made nothing. Drew look bad. But, and and, I, was, and I was saying that. And I was saying that last made, week. Like Drew didn't need right. that. And this at is all, why. Bro. And this is why the younger dudes don't want you around. There's no reason for you to be there. Drew don't need the rub from you. Right. You're getting the rub off him. You know what I mean? That nigga's the champ. You need that rub right now. You need all the good publicity you can get. And it's like you're gonna sacrifice your champ. You know what? Yo. I didn't even think about this. Drew got COVID from Hulk Hogan. That's why he's out. See? Hogan's a dirty nigga. <laughs> I was going to say Goldberg, but okay. Well, fucking Goldberg too, you old fuck. Yo, I can't... Listen, if WWE takes the title off Drew to put it on Goldberg, even if they do it from just from one pay-per-view to the next, that shit would be absolute bullshit. And if they do do that, at the rematch, Drew has to absolutely destroy this dude. Destroy like, him. Destroy him. That, this has to be his last. That's it. It's done. It's enough for him, bro. Because, yo, I can't no more with Goldberg, my nigga. I just can't do it, son. I cannot do it. Like, it's it's enough. Enough with you, bro. Go home. Go over. Hágame ese favor. Go sit down. They could be so... There's so much other talent they can put in that role to have someone just be a challenger, a bridge challenge between here and WrestleMania. Why the fuck do they got to use Goldberg? Like, god damn, bro. Jesus wow, Christ. bro. Wow. Whatever. So going back to what you said about Drew with COVID, as we know now, you know, there's uh, a COVID outbreak through wrestling, basically. It's not even just one company. You know, we have people in WWE, AEW, uh, Impact, and just promotions across the country that's dealing with this right now. But like you said, you know, Drew McIntyre has COVID. He's quarantining right now, and hopefully he'll be back before... The Royal Rumble, where he has a match with Goldberg. Um, what do you think is gonna happen now? Like we seen what happened with Raw. Like Raw, I can't even blame what happened during Raw because you already know they were shorthanded. 
So they right. made do with what they had. Right. You can tell that. Yo, there's no way Drew's the only person that got COVID. That's absolute bullshit. And you know what else is bullshit? For them going nine, ten months into this shit going on, and this is the first time they say that that word on TV. You know what I mean? And it's not the first case of shit that they've had because AJ's had it, Jeff Hardy's had it, like a bunch of people have had it already. So the WWE champion gets it one week after a Legends Night. I'm telling you, it was, it was dirty ass Hulk Hogan that gave it to him. <laughs> one week after Legends Night, and now he got COVID. Now it's the first time they mention it on TV. Yo. There's definitely more cases within that WWE bubble. There has to be. Just look at the talent that was there. It was the same people that have been there since Jump. Not too many new people. Not too many people that you've been seeing in the past couple of weeks. Like, no no um, follow-up on newer storylines that they look like they were trying to establish a couple of weeks ago. It's like, no mention of none of that shit. You had Sheamus and, and Keith Lee do a tag match and then wrestle each other. Like... It's just shit like that that shows you, like, damn, these niggas are really short step. But, yo, not just them. How? What about Jericho talking about he had COVID back in September? And, and, so, didn't and Nick Jackson as well. And Nick Jackson damn near on his dick dying that he was fucked up and he only missed one taping. like. And then Lance Hoyt, too, another one. He missed, like, three tapings because he was fucked up, too. Like, And these niggas are just saying that now? Bro, how many other people did you expose to this shit, like? What are you doing? You know what I mean? They're well, wilding. They're, they're wilding. All right, so I'm not... See, with Nick Jackson and Jericho, I'm not sure when in September they caught it. Because when I did like a little digging around there, AEW was live September 2nd and the 9th, right? The last year and, tape. And then on the 9th, they also taped the show for the 16th. So besides that, I really, I, I, I'll be honest, I really don't even know what was live after that. But right. uh, uh, through the table, if you don't follow them guys, follow them guys at through the table on Instagram. They were yeah, talking well. about, I think Nick Jackson was there four times out of the month of September and so, and Jericho was on TV five times. But if, if you think about it, if those three shows were, or um, what you gonna call it? Uh, filmed by the right. ninth. You know, right. then it's like, all right, maybe it was after the ninth. But even if it was after the ninth, what about those other shows on the twenty third and the thirtieth? Right. Like it doesn't even give you the ten or fourteen days. Nope, not at all. You know what I'm trying to say? Jericho so, is very Jericho. You can just tell by his Instagram posts, and he's very anti anti mask and. He's like, oh, the fact that I live in Florida and it's so loose and free and all this shit. And it's like, bro, you don't take this shit. You're not taking this shit seriously at all, man. Like, you're just not, bro. And it's, they're running up. Like, through the table, we like to saying sloppy ship. And yo, for sure, man, they running a sloppy ship over there, bro. Because how do you have two of your main stars catch this shit and they didn't miss one TV appearance? Where was their quarantine? Where was their, like... You know what I'm saying? I mean, I know Nick Jackson did. He was out. You know what I'm saying? But still, it didn't feel like they missed any time because they were constantly on TV throughout those four weeks of tapings. Like them, they were all they're all featured. So where was your quarantine? When the fuck were you not around people? Like, you know what I'm saying? You're on TV. Niggas ain't got masks on and none of that. So it's like, how are you keeping other people safe if you know you have this and you're walking around with it? 
you're fucked up. You're being irresponsible. Like, are you not, or am I bugging out, bro? Like, that's the I mean? thing. Like, we we don't know when they got it. We don't know if it was after the tapings. It was that because it could have been in the end of September. It could have been. You know what I'm saying? And they could have made all their tapings. That's another thing. Like, you don't know what it is. But my thing is this. It's like, with all the COVID shit happening, it's just, it looks bad when back-to-back episodes of your podcast is dealing with somebody who does conspiracies. Right. You know what I mean? And basically saying that COVID is not real. Right. And then the next... The next episode, you're talking with a doctor, and you know, he, uh, a really known doctor from the from Toronto, and he's he's talking about how real COVID is, yep. and and then you get real sympathetic, and then talk about how you had COVID. It's it just it, it's like back and forth, like stupid shit. Like even yeah. when the whole shit with with the election and Jericho's like, I think this is the first time I've ever experienced us waiting for for our election results. Nigga, where the fuck were you in two thousand, bro? Where the fuck you been uh, forever? It's 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 only like two or three. It's only like two times I can remember that it was the night of. It's always been like the next day or a day later when they announced for sure who it was. I mean, this election, you don't you want to know the reason why it took so long? Because 90 million fucking people or some crazy ass number like that voted. It takes a little while to count that up, Jericho. What the <laughs> fuck? I just feel like sometimes wrestlers... I know, like everybody, everybody deserves their own opinion, regardless of what it is, regardless of us either agreeing with it or not. You know, we could just tell these motherfuckers to go fuck themselves. You know what I'm saying? But if you're gonna talk about something, make sure you know exactly what the fuck you're talking about. Right. That's it. That's it. Don't bro. use that form and make yourself look stupid. You know what I mean? Because you want to put an opinion out there as fact, and you just you bounce back and forth from COVID's not real to, oh, man, I feel sorry for all the people that died. Oh, by the way, I had COVID too. Yo, fuck you, bro. Fuck out of here. You trying to get sympathy or are you saying that because you really had it? Because you know the week before the show you had made you look bad. Like, come on. So at the end of the day, these niggas is wrestlers, bro, and they're going to do everything to keep themselves over. So whatever the crowd is leaning to, these niggas will lean to too. You got to look at it like that too. Especially somebody like, Jericho, who's a vet, who's been in this game for a long time. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I'm taking him saying that a little bit with a grain of salt because it just feels like the right thing to say at the time. And who the fuck's going to prove that he didn't have it? Ain't nobody going to go look into his medical records. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. That's just me. I just feel like, I feel like you're incredibly irresponsible to have these type of conversations on your show and then come out and say that you had this and if you really had it, okay. But if you're saying that shit for clout with the thousands of people that have passed away from this and then supposedly you had it and you're walking around your place of employment freely the whole time that you have it, you're a fucking dick. You're a dick for that. Yeah, if that's the case, yeah, if that's the case, I agree. He's a fucking dick. He's a dick. Fucking Derek Cock. Whatever, man. Sorry for anybody that has it. Or got it and who's actually had it that is in the wrestling bubble and they caught it from another one of the boys or another one of the girls that was not being safe. I feel sorry for you. But if you walking around freely like a dick and you got this shit and you're on your fucking anti mask corny bullshit, bro, get out of here. Don't be in the locker room. Go home. 
go home because you can't deal with that shit right now. It's too many. It's too much. And then both of these companies are in Florida where the cases are mad fucking high already. You know what I mean? And you out here being this irresponsible. That's fucking ridiculous, bro. That's ridiculous, bro. Nah, I'm not feeling that shit. WWE, WWE, you can tell they're running a tighter ship, but you knew this was going to happen because of the holidays and as many shows as were being done and trying to be put together in a short time frame. They had two pay-per-views. They had the tribute to the troops and all that shit, plus all the Raws and SmackDowns and NXTs. It was bound to happen. They were saying that they knew that they were going to get a spike in cases, but... I mean, you just by looking at the talent they had on Raw, it was pretty. It looked like it was a lot more than they thought it was gonna be. You feel me? Yeah, that shit. That shit was wild, B. That shit is wild. But it is what it is, man. Um, another thing, right now, this is uh Rumble season. Yes, sir. And a lot, a lot of free agents are always, you know popping up around this time of year, which is, I think, which is great because it actually keeps you thinking about, you know, who's going to be the surprise entrant, where's this person going, where's that person going, and just to name a few, I mean, one I talked about a bit last week, which was Jay White, and um, there's another... Just took his profile off the New Japan website. Yeah, but it could could also be just for play, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, Um, right, right. Another person that uh, I hear about a lot that's going to be a free agent during, towards the end of the month is Ethan Page from Impact. Um, yep. Marty Skull, he was let go by ROH, of course, because of all the stuff with um, the Speaking, Speaking Out, Out movement. Uh, yep. Dalton Castle from ROH, your, your favorite wrestler. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I don't know why don't you like him. I don't like him. He's, he, he's like an Otis to me. I don't fuck with that. Nah, dude. he's better than Otis, bro. He was the worst Ring of Honor champion of all time. I'll tell you that much. Oh my God! You're uh, gonna say on another person? Maybe Matt. Maybe Matt Taven was the worst Ring of Honor champion. All right. Okay. Anyway, right. another person that I actually I was just looking at a list and that kind of like opened my eyes a bit was Moose. Is he? No way. So, from what I've seen. Supposedly, Moose's contract is up around the beginning of February. Oh shit, yo! So he's for people, so much better from when he was in Ring of Honor. Oh like, hell yeah! He was he's a, a lot to- better. Like, we left Ring of Honor and we started in TNA, but, but where he is now, bro, he's he's good, man. He's yeah. good. Yeah, and. You know, that kind of like, that kind of popped me a bit because, you know, he had just got, he just had gotten out of this match with Willie Mack where he said, I quit just to get a title shot from Rich Swan. So I'm like, all right, he's going to get the title shot from Rich Swan. It's not going to happen this weekend because this weekend at Hard to Kill, there's a six man tag that Rich Swan is in. And if he wins the title, like, he's not going anywhere. So I was just like, all right, because I remember he, I think the contract he signed was like a three-year contract. Three or four-year contract he signed when he left ROH. And he was weighing his options between Impact and WWE, supposedly. So I'm just like, all right, what if, you know, his title match, which I think I, I think will be wasted if they do it on TV. You know, it's before the Rumble and then, you know, he loses and he's out. What If it's like a loser-leave-town match, some old-school shit like that. Would you feel 
that Moose would be going to WWE finally? Is he going to re-up with Impact, go somewhere else? What do you think? Um, all right, so we got to think of time frame here. Hard to Kill is this weekend. Yeah. Royal Rumble is, is, is in two weeks from this weekend, right? Yes. So I don't know how Impact has their contracts, but let's say I don't even think there will be enough time to do the title match between now and Royal Rumble, right? Because of just they have a pay per view, and unless they do one of their their shits for the for their their streaming service, but I don't think in two week time it'll be enough, right? But he doesn't have to necessarily appear at the Rumble; he can show up the next night on Raw. But I feel like he's a guy that. Yeah, he has NFL notoriety, and yeah, he's known in the wrestling circles, but I don't think he would go to the main roster right away. I see him in NXT as a monster babyface. You know what I mean? Somebody to go up against Cross, who he's, he was a tag team with when they was at Impact, and they battled against each other. And they were borderline going to turn Cross babyface, and then he got mad at the creative, and he ended up leaving. You know what I'm saying? But they Wasn't was it Willie Mack? No, it was Moose. Oh no, he's was, but I know he's cool, Willie Mac, because he talked about yeah, how. Okay. Yeah, they they're both from they both from the L.A. area, I think. Um, Will um, uh, Moose and Cross were were teaming, and they, Moose they were keeping Moose the bad guy. So it's like, I can see him coming over to NXT to be a challenger for Cross as a fucking monster babyface, and I can see them, you know, getting a good push behind him because yo, he can talk. He can go in the ring, you know what I'm saying? Like, he got the size, he got the look. He, you know what I'm saying? He looks like a champion. He looks like a somebody. Like, and he looks like somebody that would fit in NXT. And I believe, like, he's still relatively in his early 30s. I don't think he's nah, older he, than us. He, nah, yeah, he's mid mid 30s, mid 30s. There you go. So he can still fit. He fits with that NXT crowd. I mean, he can be there for a couple of months and then maybe call him up, but. I see him going to NXT if he leaves Impact, but with the way he's been treated at Impact and and how the push he's been the pushes he's gotten and you know him being a top player there, I honestly would not be surprised if he stayed at Impact either. Me I either. really wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever, man. Like it was just it was just something that really grabbed my attention. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm like, wow, like if this this could be a major signing if if it ever happened. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Man. But uh, yo, yo, shout out to Moose, man, because he he's really evolved into his own, and he's he's looking great in Impact. So I hope, hopefully, oh. when he does get that title shot, that'll be the you know the title change. But I think they're aiming for a Rich Swan Kenny Omega match. That's what I'm saying too. Like he got the title shot, they can do a Rich Swan Kenny Omega champion versus champion match. Omega goes over. Rich Swan is the disheveled champion. I couldn't hold it down for Impact. Moose comes in and challenges him and beats him for the title. That'll be dope. You know, and then holds it down for a while and then leaves maybe later. Like, but another person at Impact, bro. Yo, Ethan Page, man. All ego is fucking good, bro. And his shit, the Karate Man shit, is funny as hell. But fucking, he's another guy that I can definitely see him in NXT. With the same kind of gimmick he had at Evolve before he went to Impact. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That wild-ass heel and then the wild-ass babyface run he had and then turning back to the wild-ass heel. Like, 
it will work there. And he's he's young too. I think he's only like twenty seven. So, like, I, yeah, he's another one. Of course, Jay White is is the top free agent out of all of these people. Everybody will want Jay White. But yo, I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised to see him in AEW. I'm gonna keep it real. I if, wouldn't. If he goes to AEW, yeah, I think Tom Tom is gonna lose his shit. <laughs> yo, did you hear Tom talking about? Carl Anderson and Lou Gallows. I mean, it's probably a work, but it's still funny. He's like, you guys sold out, man. Once a seller, always a seller, man. I should have known when you left us three years ago. I should have known then. He's like, damn, man, you went and got up with the guys that tried to destroy the elite, man. Kenny Omega, man. Kenny Omega sucked my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, anytime he makes fun of Kenny and the Bucks, I love it, bro. He fucking hates Omega, son. Oh my, he calls him, a, he's like, yo, he's a nerd, man. He's a nerd, he's not tough, man. I slap him. He's like, yo, tell him I slap him. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Tava, bro. Shout out to Tava, man. <laughs> it's mad funny, son. But yo, going back to Ethan Page, um, yeah, I think he'll be great in uh, in uh, NXT, like, yeah. but just because I feel that AEW needs it more, I would like to see him in AEW. I mean, if they're going to use him right, bro, because they got a lot of guys there that they're not fucking using. And it's like, come on. And yo, I'm going to keep it real. Now you bring in another tag team in the Good Brothers, and it's just like, that just pushes down Santana and Ortiz and Private Party and even the Hybrid, even the Varsity Blondes, even though they got a quality, you know, they got a good look on, on, on AEW. But even still, like, that puts them under all... That puts all those teams back one because you're bringing in another championship team that doesn't work there and they're getting a main event slot. And it's like, yo, you have so much talent there that you're not using. You don't need so much outside help. Bring them in when it's necessary. Like, they should have saved them for the next AW pay-per-view. Like, you already bought them out last week. You seen them there? Them niggas didn't have to be there on Wednesday. Just That's just how I feel. I feel like that so they're, they're kind of it- shooting... They're backing themselves in a corner by doing this a little bit. So is the elite uh, NWO and Tony Khan is uh, Eric Bischoff? Yo, I yo, Jesus Christ! I swear to God, I was thinking that I was like, yo, what if, what if they're doing all this and they're gonna? What if someone power bombs Tony Khan to a table and all of a sudden he becomes the evil fucking wrestling owner like? I can see them doing that, and it wouldn't surprise me, and it would probably be corny as shit with the way that they do things sometimes, but I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled that. Tony Khan is dying to be on TV, yo. Any chance he gets to be on TV and to be in front of a live mic, he takes it. Do you see how thirsty he is? Bro, he is thirsty to be on TV, bro. That nigga wants to be the Mr. McMahon character so bad. And I don't know how niggas do not see it. Like, yo, you peep him. He's trying to be the super good guy, but that nigga's a heel. He's a heel. It was my idea to bring in fucking Gallows and Anderson. It's my idea to bring the Bullet Club into AW, blah, blah, blah. I can see them. I can hear the promo in my fucking head. And it's like, is it necessary, though? Do they need to do that? Well, to be honest, you know, (laughs) Cody was... Well, on Jericho's podcast was talking about how, you know, what makes AEW good and what kind of like, you know, is a negative for them is giving so much freedom. Right. You know, giving giving the wrestlers so much freedom that you have 
you know, the match agents really not doing much or not or not getting related, you know, um, anything related to them. Right. In regards to the match. So I, you know, it's it's just. I I feel like just like they always say, you can't really judge AEW too much, because at the end of the day, they're still in their infancy. You know what I'm saying? They still two years in. Right. So you, you, there's it's a whole lot of trials and tribulations that's gonna go on. The one thing that I'll say they've been decent so far in doing is not mirroring anything that could really fuck up shit for them. You know, this whole thing with Kenny Omega and all that other stuff and trying to work with other companies is great. You know, of course, you're going to bring in some of the talent from other companies and try to make, you know, the show better than what it is. Because at the same time, if you think about it, one, they had this crazy roster and you look at, all right, so who's the superstar, who's the mid card, and who's the lower card of this roster? Right. I mean, I, I'll to me, I'll be honest, bro. About seventy percent of that roster is a low is a low card. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You have a couple of mid carders there. You got a couple of you know main eventers here and there. And it's like, all right, now you have to build the talent because there's some people within that lower card ranking. If you build them, they'll be great. If you build them, they could be a great mid-carder. Absolutely. But it's going to take time. You know what I'm saying? It's going to take not only them being in front of the camera for AEW, maybe doing what New Japan does with a lot of their younger talent. And some talent they don't know what to do with at the moment. Let them go on excursion. Let them go somewhere else. You know, get, get get that working and then come back totally different. Come back under a new character. Come back with a new... With a new swag or whatever it may fucking be. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, it's a lot of stuff that I feel like they have at their disposal now, especially with Impact. They could give some of that some of that talent Impact. But then, an Impact, they have talent that they don't really use too much. Or they have talent that they're really trying to build up right now. That everybody's getting a little more excited about. Fucking IE, Chris Bay. Yep. I mean, I... I I, I stumbled upon Chris Bay probably like two, three years ago on Instagram. And I thought, yo, this motherfucker's going to be a star. Out of nowhere, a year later, this motherfucker's having uh, 205, li- 205 live matches. And then out of nowhere, the next day, he's on AEW. And then out of nowhere, he's on this channel. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on? This nigga's just doing his fucking thing. Yep. And then signs to Impact. He got he got to mold himself within a year in Impact and look at him now, where he just had a, a high cal- caliber match with Rich Swan for the fucking Impact World Championship. You know, it's just you got to give some of these guys room to grow, and I feel that AEW is having so much pressure just because of the people they have on their roster. For example, Kenny, the Bucks, Cody, uh, Hangman Page, um, Brian Cage. Uh, Moxley, just to name that that core right there. Like it's it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. You know what I'm saying? When your core isn't really that big, one of them can't go and host Good Morning America. Maybe Cody. You know what I'm saying? But they're 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 tallied with. Bringing in a live mainstream audience and then also building talent that isn't ready for that live that live mainstream audience. Yep. 
And I mean, that's that's what dark is supposed to be for. But even with that, like, even with dark, you see, there's a lot. They feature a lot of the same talent too. So it's like, all right, we get it. People got to get their shot. But then, you know, we've had this discussion before. Like, the biggest difference between the way AEW builds their talent and the way NXT builds their talent is NXT builds their talent with matches. And then they'll start involving you slowly into a storyline. But, yo, if you're getting matches on TV and NXT, that means you've been busting your ass in the fucking performance center to get those TV matches. I feel like with AEW, I don't think they're taking the people that are killing it on Dark and moving them up to the main show and doing something with them. They're taking, like, bits and pieces. All right, we're going to use this guy this week, this team this week, this trio this week this girl this week but there's no consistency there so somebody like will hobbs right he's a person that benefited from dark now he's on the main show he's with team taz he's on tv every week but he ain't he ain't doing anything or he had a match last week but he's not really doing anything so it's like what are you doing with the people that are actually not as good as him that weren't that are not they shouldn't even be on tv right you got them wrestling on the internet on dark how are they getting better if they're wrestling the same people every fucking week? Or how are they getting better if there's no consistency in using this talent every single week? Like, yo, if you're going to be on Dark, then you should be on that shit every fucking week until you're built up. You know what I mean? Like, certain talent need it. And then you put them on the main show and it's like, damn, this match is so whack. Or like, fuck, there's a botch there. Or fuck, they fucked up here. Or this there. Or this there. And it's like, you see all this shit and it's like, these guys or this 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 act shouldn't even be on dynamite right now with what they're doing. Like I don't understand what they're doing with that. And then you talk about a core of people and it's like, yes, they have their core. And I'ma throw Darby Allen in there too, you know what I'm saying? I'ma throw I'm even gonna throw Paige in there too, even though he hasn't been doing much, but he's still part of the core, the original group that that started this shit. So it's like you have this core of talent and it's like even with that. I feel like they're stuck in a rut and they're not using them to their best ability either. Like, they have too many mixing up of storylines and no one has a direct, their own storyline that people can get invested in. Like, the Bucks just won the tag team titles and now you got them mixed up in Kenny shit. And to me, that's watering down Kenny shit. They don't need to be together. Why? You know what? You know why I think it, it goes? Because it's the elite at the end of the day. But it's but after after we saw Wednesday, it's not though. It's not the elite, as according to Kenny, is him and the Good Brothers. So what the fuck was that whole shit with the Young Bucks? Is that going to lead to Bucks and Good Brothers? Probably at the next pay per view. I wouldn't be surprised if it does. You know what I mean? But who? It's like yes, you get a match that people have wanted to see. Cool. But who gets the rub here? Who benefits out of this? Do, do the fans benefit? Yeah, we benefit a little bit. But how does the companies take this and make this match marquee? And how do they build off of it for everybody else to eat off of this? Like, how do they do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's just them throwing a match on TV. It's very WCW, Eric Bischoff. Fuck the pay-per-view. We're putting this on Nitro type of thinking. I feel like is going on. And yo, that shit's going to hurt them, bro. It's going to hurt them. Because they're going to give away shit 
and they're going to be forced to give away shit because of contract and time constraint and pay-per-view and TV obligations and all that shit. Like, I just feel like it was a cool moment, but they're not, they didn't think about the next day. I feel like that they didn't. I don't know. What do you think, bro? Um, I, it just, it kind of took me for, for a ride, like seeing good brothers come out, but not the Bucks, I was like, all right, where is this going right. from here? You know what I'm saying? Like, and then there was no dialogue afterwards. Like, the Bucks still came out and kind of just stopped Moxley from basically fucking everybody up. And then right. love the fact that they got fucking super kicked by the Lucha Bros. Yep. But it's like, all right, so where does it go from here? Like, it, it was like it, it was just like a, a lot of a lot of moving parts. So that that's how I felt about it. I was like, all right, there's a lot of moving parts here. I have no idea where this is going. And to be honest, I don't even want to judge it yet because I need the dialogue first. If the dialogue makes sense, all right, let's roll with it. Let's see where it goes from here. If the dialogue is like something WWE might have done where nothing makes sense and they're just going to roll with it and you're going to like the match and that's it, or you're just going to hate the match and then they're going to scrap it and make pretend they never done it before... <laughs> Yo, you never know, bro. Like that—that's the shit. Where that's the shit with professional wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I hear you. Yeah, man. But I didn't—I didn't want to spend too much time on them. But uh, another free agent, really quickly. Just want to take a couple of moments to talk about this one. This is the WWE free agent. Mm. So, uh, three years ago, around this time, Ricochet had signed a three-year deal. Oh. And that three-year deal comes up at the end of this month. Yeah, he should go. Think so? Yeah, he should go. And I think he might because in September, September, was it? I don't know if it was September of last year or the year before. Um, You know, they were talking about how, you know, he was in, he wasn't happy. Right. So, I mean, if he goes, what, just go to AEW like all the others, or... He's a guy that can go, find himself, and come back, and he'll be better. But he needs to leave now, because maybe he needs to go away so they can kind of forget what he looks like, and then come back and be like, shit, now we remember why we signed you. Our bad, we're going to... We're going to make you a star now. Don't worry, we got you. But see, this is the thing, though, bro. With the way the world is at the moment, you can't do that. You can't do what Drew McIntyre did. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. So it's like, all right, now, if you have the top company wanting to keep you there, but they're going to keep you there for the the low because not everybody's getting... The, the money they thought they were going to be getting because of all this shit going on right now. Of course. Do you stay or do you do what other people do if you're getting that that look from the other company? Go over there. I mean, look, do you go, he, he, you know, do you go one level down? Go to Impact? He's going to get looks no matter what because of who he is and his name. He can easily go back to Japan and they will welcome him there with open arms. And there's two or three stories already written there. He can come in and be the superhero to Will Ospreay's heel group. Mm-hmm. Like, easily, he can slide back into New Japan. And you're on like fucking uh, Spider-Man versus Kingpin. 
there you go. Spider-Man <laughs> versus Venom. I mean, like, and I can see him going to AEW too, but here's my thing with that. Where the fuck does he fit there? And how are you going to use him? Where does he fit there? And how are you going to use him? Because if he's going to leave WWE, making WWE money to go to AEW to still be used the same way, what's the point of doing that? Like, how are you growing? I think what they could do is keep him, but maybe send him to NXT. Yes, I would love that. And you know what? I'm be re- I'm taking even one step further. Send him to NXT and turn him heel. Turn him like nasty heel. Have him do the same moveset, but do everything with just 5% more aggression. Like when he does that 630, drop all your weight on someone every now and then. You know what I mean? When you do one of your fucking kicks... Maybe kick someone upside their fucking head every now and then. Like, you're not trying to hurt a nigga, but, like, turn it up. You feel me? He's been a, a baby face his whole career. Maybe he needs that change to actually find himself. Look at, yo, and I'm not comparing them as talent because it's not comparable. I'm just talking about, look at what almost a lifetime baby face in Roman did with his heel turn. And look at how incredible the work that he's doing. Ricochet doesn't have the mouth, that doesn't have the speaking ability that Roman got, and he doesn't have a mouthpiece like Paul Heyman. But if you send him down to NXT, maybe slide him in that group with Pete Dunne and, and Birch and Lorkin with McAfee as the mouthpiece, and now you got your tag team, you got your cruiserweight, and now you got your light heavyweight slash North American Championship contender guy in. Ricochet, and also he's a high flyer, but he's a heel high flyer. Like, there's not too many of those. And I feel like with the right people around him, he can pull it off because he's super fucking talented in the ring already, bro. You know what I mean? But it's going to be hard. I think it's definitely going to be a hard decision for him to stay because he's not doing much. And all he's been doing for the past fucking years looking up at lights, bro, honestly. So... I don't know. That wears on talent. We've seen it. We've seen these documentaries. We've seen them talk about it. Like, yes, we know the outcomes are predetermined. And yes, we know that. But, yo, when you lose all the fucking time, bro, that shit does wear on you. Yeah, and mentally it gets to you. Hell yeah. You're going to go somewhere where they're going to give you a push, i.e. New Japan, where he's been a star there. You know, IWGP tag champion, IWGP junior heavyweight champion. Like, why not? You know what I'm saying? Go there and, you know, you can go back to the juniors for a little while, but then throw your hat into the Neverweight ranks. Him against Shango. Like, there's a lot of shit that they can do with him over there. So, yeah. he has options, bro. He does. But, again, like you said, with the way the world is and everything that's going on, I wouldn't be surprised to see him stay and keep that guarantee. You know, he is a father. He got a young son and all that. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he stayed. But if he stays, I hope they fucking do something with him, bro. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, same here, man. Same here. I'm hoping they do something with him as well, man. Um, So on NXT, I mean, you know, we're already going over an hour. I don't want to, you know, do too much. But uh, on NXT, we got... Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before... 
we jump into NXT and talk about the debut of MSK. Are we getting Nakamania vibes or what? Um, I think he definitely walked into that match a heel and walked out of that match a babyface. And there's not a lot of people that can do that. I feel like with the way the crowd hates anything Roman does, they're going to get behind anybody that can be a threat to Roman Reigns. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little bit of Nakamania. And yo, you know what? I'm not even mad at it because he's such a fucking natural baby face. It's so easy for him to do that. And he's going to make Roman look like a billion fucking dollars yeah. at the end of the day. I so, hope it's a hard... Yo, if they do get in the ring together, I want it to be like some real strong style shit between them. Oh, yeah. I don't see them holding back. Nakamura's not going to hold back, especially against somebody as big as Roman. Nah, nigga. You're going to take these kicks and these chops and these knees. You'll be all right. <laughs> You'll be all right. Trust me. Word, because, yo, I, I'm thinking about it. And, like, yo, I like everything that Roman is doing now. But then there's instance when I'm like, oh, man, Fuck this nigga, bro. This yeah, motherfucker. Like, yo, I, I catch myself. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm invested. I'm invested. I'm, fuck, I'm fucked up in the game right now. Doesn't <laughs> it feel good, though, to actually be like, wow. Like, I, there's something that I can watch in as far as wrestling that actually moves me emotionally that I'm invested in. Like, And it's not a lot of shit nowadays, because especially with the way that the style is now, it's a lot of... Quick, you're going to like this match, and then we on to the next niggas. And it's like, you don't give people time to, to fall, you know, in love with a character or to hate a character, you know what I mean? And it's like, bro, it's so easy to hate him, but at the same time, it's like, God damn, this nigga is good, bro. He's good at what he does, because I want to punch my screen right now on some real shit. Yeah. I'm, about turn, I'm about to turn TV on. Fuck this nigga. <laughs> Fuck your rating, Roman. <laughs> Yo, man, yeah, yo, shout out to Roman, man. He's, that motherfucker's a needle mover, bro. Yeah, man. You know, and um, it, it'll it'll be really good to see to see that. But I don't think we're going to get him and Nakamura at Mania. Like, I feel like what they're doing right now is building up Nakamura to the point where we'll see him versus Roman right before Mania. That's okay. what I, that's what I see. I see that right before Mania, and I think they're just gonna like, if the crowd is loving it to the point where they're gonna have to pivot and be like, all right, you know what? We gotta make it look like Nakamura went through hell just to get a second shot. But if we give him that second shot, he he needs to take the title. Then what you about what this? I'm saying? What about this? Right. <clears throat> What about Roman being the champion right now, right? Going into the Royal Rumble and our favorite wins the Royal Rumble. Let's say Keith Lee wins it and he decides he wants to go after Roman Reigns. Now you got a guaranteed match at WrestleMania, but you you still got to deal with Shinsuke in between that. Oh, that's too much. You still got Kevin Owens nipping on your ass because, yeah, you threw him off the fucking top of the shit, but you ain't kill him. And you still got Daniel Bryan nipping at your ass. He gonna probably, let's, you know, 
he puts ends to the feud with Jay Uso. He puts him out for a little while, and now you got him coming at you. Now you got four people possibly coming at Roman at the same time. He got no Jay Uso because Daniel Bryan took him out. It's just him and Rome. It's just him and Paul Heyman. And he got all these challenges to deal with, and he just knocks these niggas down one by one by one, and gets to Nakamura. And Nakamura takes the title off of him right before WrestleMania. And now it's a triple threat match for the title at WrestleMania with the Royal Rumble winner, the new champion in Nakamura, and the former champion in Roman Reigns. That's a lot. That that that's a lot to do within the next like two and a half months, bro. Nah, no, it's not. Because if you think about it, all those things, all those factors are already there. All you gotta do is line them up. Just think about it. Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan, Shinsuke Nakamura now, Adam Pierce being the fucking the 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 authoritative figure that's now a babyface authoritative figure, and whoever wins the Royal Rumble decides they want to go after the Universal Championship. I'm just saying it. I, that's just a possibility as for the Royal Rumble winner, but the other three people are already on SmackDown. You feel what I'm saying? So if you line it up the right way, bro, he has one challenger for 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 the next pay per view. Another challenger for the, the second pay-per-view, then there's one before the WrestleMania, and then WrestleMania right there. You got four, three challenges lined up for the nigga. Yeah, but three challengers with already already Royal Rumble being set, right? And then I'm you saying- have... But hold on. Then you only have... You have two events. Right. One, they, they could just leave the Universal title off of it. You know what Very I'm saying? Fucking- but that that's if they have the February or even March. Maybe they don't have anything in February just because Royal Rumble is the last day of the the last day of the month. Right. Then you go into March. You have an event there, you go into April, WrestleMania. That's what I'm saying. Within the next two and a half months, I feel like that's a little too much. You know what I'm saying? There's just too much moving and and not and not enough like telling the story within all of that. Because then you're interwining both um, both shows when they're supposed to be separate. If if yeah. Keith Lee is the one that wins and he's trying to go for Roman, you know what I'm saying? Then what what's Drew doing? You're putting too much onto one show without without like anything emphasized on Drew. Like I would like if Keith Lee wins, him going after Drew again and be like, I know I could do it. And then out of nowhere, you, you hear Brock's music goes off, and then we got a triple threat match, baby. <laughs> Word. Yo. Ah, yeah, I, I feel your point on that. But I still feel like with Roman, they have people that they could that are lined up just in case whatever Royal Rumble plans they have, they're going to go with the person winning being on Raw. And then you have to build up somebody really strong. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. Right. Definitely. That's that's why, like, I want to see where this goes with Nakamura. Because this with Nakamura could lead to two matches. One Shit. of them being at Mania. You know what I'm saying? So, let's see what happens from there. Like, with Kofi. Kofi was something that was, was drawn out till they got to Mania. Which was like a four-month, like, out of nowhere became a four-month plan. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So that, you know, that could uh that that it could it could work. And in a lot of ways it could work. Uh, you know, 
thank God they gave Nakamura the time in that gauntlet match and they remember what they have in Nakamura. Man, you know what let I'm me saying? Say, he looked like a fucking superstar, bro. But this is the thing, though, too. With WWE having so much talent and then everybody's like, why isn't this person pushed? Why isn't... Yo, it has to be like... You gotta and, have... You gotta... In quarters, it got to be in quarters. It got to be in halves. It got to be yearly. They can't be get, getting pushed all the fucking time. And yo, he's coming off of being a two-time tag champion in the past year, right? Twice they won those titles this year, this past year in twenty twenty. And he was like, a, yo, and within the last year or two, he was an IC and, title holder. That's right, and he had that shit for a minute, bro. I don't, I don't know, bro. Here's my shit, yo. Check this out. So, is this a Hall of Fame career to you? Former NXT champion. Royal Rumble winner. WrestleMania main event, main eventer. Former United States champion. Former Intercontinental champion. Former tag team champion. Is that a Hall of Fame career to you? I'm not going to tell you who it is until you answer yes. It's Nakamura, and yes, that's a Hall of Fame career. But, How crazy. But you know what How it is? Crazy. You know what people are going to go to? All right. When he had those titles, what type of matches did he have? Yeah, what he matches did he have? Right. Was the they matches even good? Like, you know, it's it's always going to be something. It's always going to be something. His only good title run, honestly, as a single star was when he was NXT champion because he had some good challenges and he had some great matches. But as far I don't even remember his United States title run. And I, the only intercontinental title match I remember him having was the one against Jeff Hardy, but he had bad. It, they were bad title runs, right? They were. I mean, his most, his biggest moment on the main roster was winning the Rumble, which yo was a legit shock because none Hell of us yeah. called that shit. Nobody called all. it. Nobody called it. Was it was one of the best moves WWE did in years. So it's like, can they bring that magic back? Because everyone was behind Nakamura. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wanted him to win the title going into WrestleMania, like. They can definitely sprinkle the dust back on him, bro. He's good enough to just, yo, give me five extra minutes and watch. And, yo, they let they let him do him. And that gauntlet match was, yo, WWE's gauntlet matches are always good. Let's keep Hell it real. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, bro. How to book them shits, right? Yo, but, the, way, the way it's booked is great. Yes, the way they booked it was so good. Because, yo, he, he looked like a star, bro. And, like, yo, he walked in a heel and walked out of baby face. Like, and over... Like, over, in one match, over. So it just goes to show you how good he is, bro. And it's like, why not get behind him and let him be the nigga that's going to push Roman to the edge? Or the nigga's going to be the thorn in his side until WrestleMania if they don't decide to to go with him. I'm all for it. I mean, whatever they're doing right now with Adam Pearce, I don't know, maybe let's give homie a little last run, a little rub, get him some ring time. He never wrestled in a WWE ring or whatever the case may be. All right, cool. But this got to lead to... Nakamura beating him for the number one contendership somehow, right? Like no, nah, I gotta just, leave. It got it. Got to be something for Nak. It definitely right. got to be something for Nak. Right. It has to be that Nakamura ends up. All right, you got to put your number one contendership up against me, and Adam Pearce just lays down for him or some shit, which I I think would be ill. But I love <laughs> when they for real. fucking um. But yeah, man. Why not? Let's go Nakamura, bro. That's a good challenger for definitely. Let's, let's, so. Last five minutes here, man. I just wanted to uh, take this time out and um, 
Talk about uh, the debuting tag team for NXT MSK, also known as the Rascals from Impact. What right, were your right. thoughts on their uh, on their debut? I'm gonna keep it real, bro. Their na- their names are trash. We don't know what it stands for yet. Let's see what happens, bro. Come on. I don't, I'm not talking about the MSK. I don't even know what the MSK stands for. Who? I'm just trying to think like most skilled killer or some shit like that. But I forgot this is NXT, so it can't be anything like that. Like, <laughs> talking about their name. Only name is Nash Carter, and the other nigga's name is Tracy or no, Tracy. no, Wes Wesley. Oh, Wesley and Nash Carter, like. It sounds like two names out of Cyberpunk 2077. I'm going to keep it real with you. But they said something about the Wes Lee that uh, he's he's married to Kimberly. Or his girlfriend is Kimberly. Something like that. Zachary Wentz is married to Kimberly. The white dude. The white dude is Nash Carter. And... That's that Zachary Wentz and Desmond Xavier is West. No, Zachary, yeah, Zachary Wentz. He's uh he's married to Kimberly. Right, but Zachary Wentz is the Nash Carter dude. He's the white dude. Yes, Wesley's the black dude. Uh, he's Desmond Xavier. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. right. Zachary Wentz and Kimberly are married. Yeah, they're married. Um, what you call it? Like, yo, those two dudes, super talented tag team. Love them at Impact. Yep. Love that. Like, no way they were going to be able to do that in WWE, which is fine. But what? those are super talented, and they're going to be a huge boost to NXT's kind of dwindling tag team division. Even though looking at the Dusty Classic, some of the people they put together, I was like, all right, this team could work, and this team could work, no doubt. Maybe going forward, they keep them as a team. But, like, they're needed there, bro. A legit tag team that's been teaming for a while. They're veterans, you know what I'm saying? Their style fits with NXT. Like, yep. yeah, they're going to be really big there, bro. They're going to be big there. I'm, yeah, glad I'm, there. I'm very excited about this, bro. Because, like, I'm thinking about, you know, all all the matches they can have. Oh, and, yeah. Yo, I'm thinking about a match, like, with them and, you know, Undisputed. With them, with uh, um, with uh, Oni Larkin and Danny Burke. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 yeah. just thinking about all these matches that could happen. I'm like, yo. Finally, finally, like the NXT tag division has always been good, but it's always been kind of the same. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, either they would put people together within within the NXT roster to make them a team. Or there were teams that been there for a minute, they didn't really get the shine, and then now they got the shine. And now they're like back into the mid middle pack of the shit and all this other shit. But now you have like a brand, like brand spanking new team within that division that's gonna fucking make noise. The way they came out with all that energy and oh man, yo, I'm 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 excited, bro. I'm excited for this shit. I um those two are really good. You know what? I'm I'm gonna keep it real. I kind of, I'm I'm glad that they're there, but I would be fine if I didn't say I wish Trey Miguel was with them because, yo, he was the, he's the star of that group. He's the combination of both of them. He's Xavier's athleticism, he's Wentz's wrestling ability, and he has the charisma. So, yes, they're going to be good, the two of them, and I'm pretty sure they're going to book them in a way where people are not going to really 
remember Trey Miguel if you didn't know that he was a part of that group. But if you did know he was a part of that group, you're going to see the little thing that's missing between them, which is their ability to talk. And he was the guy that did that for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I kind of had all three of them. But just the two of them alone, bro, they're fucking ill, son. Their moveset, and they just gave a little bit of the shit that they can do. Like the fucking, the moonsault where the nigga pushes him. Like, that's dope. I love that shit. <laughs> they, usually do, they usually do it the other way around because Xavier, Desmond Xavier is thinner. So yeah. he flies better in the air. But to do it where Wentz was heavier, bro, that shit looked brutal as fuck. And their their combination offense, the kicks and the, the knee combo with the fucking leg sweep and the double back kick shit that they did, like what the fuck? I was like, bro, the NXT crowd's gonna love these niggas. Just yep. watch, wait, and I yo, I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the finals of the Dusty Cup. I'm gonna keep it real. I think it's gonna be them and Austin Theory and Johnny Gargano. Cause yo, as much as they're so annoying, but them niggas are good, bro. Oh yeah, so, oh yeah. I think that's gonna be a, a, a team to be uh make some noise in this in this tournament. You know what I mean? But yeah, man, MSK, I'm with it, bro. I I fucks with them dudes. They, they, those dudes are nice. Can't wait, man. I can't wait, bro. This is gonna be good. Uh, you know, I don't even women's dusty cup either, bro. I had no fucking idea. I found that shit out watching NXT. I was like, oh shit, word. It's gonna be good, man. I mean, the the first uh the first month so far. Professional wrestling has been uh, pretty exciting. Uh, I can't say that for everything else that's going on in the world, but at least we got this, right? <laughs> Word. You know what no, I'm saying? But, this, and then you, know, it's, you got a preview this weekend, then you got Royal Rumble coming up. Like, it's WrestleMania season, it's right around the corner. Like, you know what I mean? This is just, this is good. This is good for wrestling fans right now, bro. We need all of this shit right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Let's see what happens. But um, yo, I'm gonna leave this episode with. I just feel like it's very appropriate from the conflicted soundtrack. We got the Hurt Business track. Yes, sir. With uh, West Side Gun, Smoke Dizza, Wale, and yes, sir. who else was on that? Nah, it's just them three. It's just them three. I could have sworn there was a fourth. Yeah. Damn, bugging out, bugging out. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I I was close. I was close to playing the Lloyd Banks joint. I'm not gonna front. Yo, the Lloyd Banks joint, the Dave East joint, the Flea Lord joint. That's a, that soundtrack is fire, bro. Yeah, soundtrack yeah. is fire. But yeah, man. Uh, yeah, yeah we're, we're gonna go with the Hurt Business on this one. We're gonna go with the Hurt Business. Hurt Business game on lock. Word <laughs> up. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to the Hurt Business for acknowledging that. That's lit. That's how you know niggas got their ears to the street, son. You know Definitely. what I mean? They know. Them niggas know what's up. That's why we fuck with them so heavy. Because they 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 on TV and they're professional and they do what they gotta do. But them niggas know what's up is going on outside, B. That's why niggas fuck with them for real. Definitely. Best right now, B. No hands down, no comparisons. <laughs> but um yeah, man, this was the twenty by twenty podcast. Yes, I sir. am Nathan McFly, a.k.a. Knotts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, niggas don't, niggas forgot, that niggas forgot you got a whole nother alter ego, son. <laughs> My some big loot, but we gonna keep that on the low, though. Oh, that's on the low ski right there, G. 
Luciano, son, you heard? He's 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 with El Generico taking care of orphans. But yo. <laughs> Oh shit! It's your motherfucking boy B I N G Bing. You heard? Storylinetees.com. New Naito shirt out tomorrow. Yeah. Mañana, baby, mañana. A new Naito shirt out tomorrow. Mr. Perfect Crew Net coming next week or end of the month. Two weeks, yeah, two weeks, two <laughs> weeks. I bet. So you get from one paycheck to the next. Get your get your coins up. Get both <laughs> colors. I'm just I'm just trying to I'm just trying to make it easy, bro. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Get the black and the gray one, you know what I mean? It's wintertime, you need them dark colors, you good, you know, like, <laughs> you good to go. We, we lit out here, stop but telling me. before we go, shout out to the Nation of Domination. Uh-huh. Shout out to Los Boricuas. Shout uh-huh. out to the Hurt Business. Uh-huh. And we out. How about your moms? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Show my car, lay down. Niggas ain't thug, don't think we can't tell. It ring out. You call from the blood, look like you gang real. For lawn popping, fiends copping, that's my young one. A lot of shoppers don't look like rockers because they're young bucks. 
<laughs> okay, you know, but in them, I got two pair of Dunkin' phones and I ain't open them yet. A nigga be floating on these vocals, I've been a goat with the pen. And they can snap me all they well. We keep revolvers for that, but love me back. I try to keep my dog out the trap. He say he got it with that rock like Kevin Hart and McMahon. It's hard to be great, and honestly, way harder when black. And I feel like Jake Roberts, boy, slamming his bag for real. Hey, yo, the flyest motherfuckers got the game on that. Keep shooting it till it ain't no shots. For my niggas in the docks But one come home Then another get locked Flight motherfuckers Got the game on lock Keep shooting it Till it ain't no shots And now please forgive For my niggas in the box But one come home Then another got locked 